Hello, friends, and welcome to the Story Forge podcast. I'm Lyle Smith, your host, and uh, it's Thanksgiving week. It's the week, the one week of the year where we like to try and remember what we're thankful for. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for my wife and my son and my family, uh, which includes my two dogs, Walter and Elsa, and our two cats, Tormund and Zelda. And uh, I'm thankful for the conversation I had uh, a couple of weeks ago now with, with my old friends uh, Dave and Kim of Earth Dog. Uh, Earth Dog is a company they created uh, 20 years ago now um, that makes unique collars and leashes and things uh, for dogs. And they're made out of hemp and they are uh, wonderfully designed and manufactured here in the United States. And uh, they have created a really interesting business for themselves there. And I thought it would be a fun time to talk to them. Um, I will mention, however, that uh, if you are ever in um, a bad mood or feeling down or maybe be unsure of how to correct an attitude that you're battling with on any given day, just visit the Earth Dog Instagram page and scroll through for a few minutes and you will see a miraculous number of wonderful, cute, uh, adorable dog photos, uh, sometimes with their owners, and um, you will not be disappointed. It will lift your spirits. So here's my conversation with Dave and Kim. So you guys, um, you guys, Dave, you told me you just lost one of your one of your guys recently. We right? did, yeah. We lost our Fletcher. He was our eldest at fifteen. Um, oh, no. It wasn't it wasn't tragic or sudden or unexpected, uh, right. but but it's still a, still a loss. That's a tough thing, I know. And as a as a as a dog person, I was not a dog person growing up. But uh, when I met my wife Heather, she, you know, her her dad's a vet. They've always had dogs. And so I became a dog person right away. And then you, you get, um, I think, I think people, people who aren't dog people don't get it when, when you have to say goodbye, you know? No. Yeah. yeah. We've had, we've had a handful of friends, uh, in the past, well, many, several years since we've been here in Nashville, but like adult friends that have become first time dog owners. Right. And, and it's kind of funny cause it's like, like the front end of it is like, uh, we never knew how I didn't know. I never knew how cool this is. Oh my God. You know? Right. And then the back end of it is like, I don't know how you guys do this all the time losing them because it's ridiculous and I can't do this again. <laughs> it's know? heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking. Yeah. It's yeah. funny, you know, and, and your business, I mean, it's, here's the tie into your business. We have, uh, we have their collars, uh, are hanging. Yeah. Like my, Olivia's is hanging from my rearview mirror. Right. Uh, right. Arthur's is hanging from Heather's rearview mirror. And yeah. we have all of them around uh, and all of their stuff that we just kind of keep around. And I, you know, I, growing up, I didn't have that, you know, it was later that I, I kind of realized how, you know, cause you know, wow, I love that dog. I, that dog, I love my friend's dog, whatever, but it, it doesn't mean it until you're living with them all the time. And then you realize how, how connected you get. Yeah. They worked their yeah. way right way in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe you're just kind of carrying around those holes all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and those memories of, of who that, you know, um, and just every once in a while, you know, you're out on a walk or, or, you know, it's funny cause we have, uh, Walter is our big, big boy golden retriever. 
who looks a bit like Heather's first golden retriever, Ar- uh, Arthur. And people will call him the wrong name all the time. Uh, and all of a sudden you're taken right, right back to that dog and that personality and, and everything. It's really funny. Um, so were you, were you guys both uh, dog people growing up? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was very much so. They were kind of my salvation, my, my, uh, they were, I mean, I think a lot of the reason why I'm who I am is because of the dogs that I had growing up. They were really important to me. Um, and then I met David and he had always had, you know, the family dog and all. And then we kind of, those two things merged and we intersected and, and went a little far afield. Yeah. With, uh, you know, a ton well, of- well, you have, well, you guys have, uh, I, 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 somebody said 15, your video said 16. I guess that's, yeah, that's, yeah. It's 15. Was yeah. 15. So, right. uh, are they, are they, are they all yours or are they the fosters or how, or how, how does this go in your world? We, things kind of changed about 10 years ago. We used to foster when we moved, I, I should, uh, I'm just going to kind of go straight. Cause in New Jersey, it's, it's very different. Like there's, not the unwanted dog population right. when we grew up it's like dogs had homes they lived in the house right. uh, and so when we moved to tennessee it was kind of like it was it was an enormous adjustment because it is it's not the same here and it's it's changed a lot in the 26 years but it hasn't right. changed enough right so um i had two dogs when david and i met and then um, I convinced David that he needed his own dog when we moved here. So <laughs> we had three dogs and, uh, and we bought a house shortly after moving here and dogs got tossed over our fence and like, um, literally, <laughs> literally, seriously. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from we a friend, person, but, <laughs> oh, okay, but okay. That's, not a, that's not that strange a story when people know that you do rescue and stuff. So we fostered for the humane, local humane society for a lot of years. And, and, um, you know, a lot of dogs came in and left our house and, and, uh, at some point it just, it kind of just changed. Like we kind of lost faith in the fostering system that we were working with. And, uh, we kind of, whatever, whoever comes in is staying. And as long as they're happy here and, um, you know, can get along and, um, they just stay. We do some really rare fostering in, in, uh, really rare cases with a, a good rescue group that we work with a lot here, but mm-hmm. for the most part, um, there you are. It's <laughs> and the, the reality is, is that, you know, when you know that you can do 16 or 17 dogs, it, it's kind of a never ending circle because you want to honor the dog that you just lost. And the best right. way to honor that is to give another dog a home. So, um, you know, 16 is, is pretty much our, our number and it'll you know it'll be that again so right, right. well that's interesting it's funny well the, fu- <laughs> the funny thing is i'm looking uh, elsa is lying here at my feet elsa is our white golden retriever she's the younger one and uh when we got her i came home one day we were still living in new jersey at the time and uh i walked in and the 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 playpen was out and around in the kitchen i'm like oh, what's, what's, what's the playpen doing out and i got up and i realized there was this little white fluff ball Bouncing around oh, inside the playpen. Play <laughs> That's my uh, dream. Who, as I came in the door, was let out of the playpen to run to me. <laughs> I picked her up, and I said, "What's what's going on? What's this? What's a?" And, she, and Heather tried to explain it to me, and and 
said, oh, well, don't worry. We're just we're just fostering her till we find her a good home. And I, I looked at her and I'm like, who are you, kid? Come on. <laughs> yeah. We've actually had one recently where where she <laughs> came in as a foster and, and, and I was just within like a week. I was just like, I, I, I can't, I can't let this dog go. Cam, like, I don't know what we're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, no, there's just, it's, they just, they, like you said, they worm their way in and they're, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're sweet. And, uh, and they're, they really are, they truly become family. It's funny. So, yeah. um, you guys moved to Tennessee. Um, and I'm trying to get the timing, the timeline straight in my own head. Cause I, I was reading your materials. Uh, early it was uh, like like not, well, end of ninety four, so like mid nineties. All right, uh, yeah, we came here. So the, the Earth Dog concepts um, developed there. Yeah, and pretty pretty soon after we were here, like ninety six, I think we started kind of kicking yeah, uh, kicking so. tires and talking about it. Right. I think it was ninety seven when we actually had a business license. Right, that's cool. Um, so, and Dave, you're you're a musician. Yeah, drummer, um, as you know, and that's how you make your up and up and that's how you make your living, really. Uh, uh, well, uh, y- yes and no. Um, I mean, since Earth Dog started, that's really always been like the prime, the the main source of like the money. Okay, uh, you know, the drumming is a, is an as well kind of thing. Okay, uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm lucky that we've had you know this thing to allow me to play and do this. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. How has that affected? Because I've talked to other musicians uh, and entertainers um, during this time and how things have kind of changed sort of overnight. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's well, it, it's, it's enormous, as you can imagine. Um, I mean, I played two gigs a couple weeks ago. One was a no audience and, and one was was a regular business, smaller capacity, you know, kind of thing. Right bars starting to open again okay. uh, but before that i we hadn't done anything since march is right. haven't you know so all of that went away you know overnight um right. so you know i'm lucky we're lucky that uh, i mean our business had to shift too like our wholesale business basically shut off overnight as well right. um we also sell on our website you know direct to retail consumer i can so, i can we, speak to that i'm your customer there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um so so we put a lot of focus on that obviously and we were finding that you know now people were home and then another thing that started happening immediately was pe- they, people nicely and amazingly emptied a lot of the shelters um and fostered you know in a lot of places they like literally were out of dogs and cats that needed homes so that's great so then there's all these people that are like either you know first time dog owners fosters or you know or they've added a member of the family yeah. so i think that gave us a little a little help on the earth dog side of things um fortunately and but it's every it's just all in limbo man you know yeah it's really it's yeah it's well and that's that's one of the things we're we're talking about in these in these conversations is just how things change and how they change so fundamentally sometimes but let's, uh, so the idea, where, where did the whole, you know, where did Earth Dog come from? Good, you jump on that one. Um, Earth Dog came from us having no money. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, at that point, we had seven dogs, I think eight dogs. Um, and I always loved collars. And at that time, you know, there, there were not the, there was not the selection available that you can get now and um, all the companies um, we're obviously not making them. So when we traveled or 
anywhere I saw a cool collar, I'd, I'd want to get it. Right. Um, but with seven or eight dogs, I could very rarely afford the cool collar. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, the cool collars are pricier. And when you have seven of them, <laughs> that yeah, gets, right. that gets a and, little crazy. You know, a lot of our, we, we did not have a whole lot of money at that, at that right. time we were struggling and it was a lot to just feed them. And, and, uh, you know, medical care is now I will say that, the cost of caring for them in Tennessee is significantly different than in New Jersey, fortunately. Um, So it was that, that was an easier burden to carry. Um, But anyway, so we just kind of got the idea of making our own collars. Mm -hmm. Um, My mother knew how to sew and she tried to teach both of us how, and I was, horrendous at it and david was fantastic at it (laughs) and uh he had the idea of hemp um so we we got some hemp and we went and we found some trims that we really liked and we just started making them for our own dogs Mm -hmm. and at that time we were fostering for the humane society um and so we were putting them I'm sorry to interrupt, but hey, somebody okay. wanted to say nice to meet you. This is, this, is, this is Aiden. Aiden, this is this is Dave and Kim. Nice to meet you, I'm Aiden. They're in they're in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, right now. Awesome. Well, <laughs> well, it's really nice to meet you guys. Nice you to too. meet you. Oh, awesome! I've showed you some of his stuff. <laughs> I heard you're playing. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> He's having fun with it. Oh, you know, I mean it. Like you know. Uh, Thank 40 you. years later i still love it <laughs> that's cool uh so anyway so we're just talking about their business they they make they made the collars that we got for walter and, and us they're amazing <laughs> <laughs> thank you very good they are they are very cool and i i it was funny because when they arrived um well i love the designs we got the the ohm one for oh, yeah right walter. And one of the ones, the orange one with the little flowers on it. But it was neat because they came and I'm, I'm trying to figure, I'm like, how do we get the, where, where's the clasp? How does this work? And I'm like, wait, oh, they just slip over their heads. This is cool. Um, no, the Martin Martin Gales, Gales, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're really, they, uh, they're, and they, you know, it's they funny. They're amazing. They're awesome. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, man. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for business. That's that really cool. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to, okay. we're going to. They they have a limited time, so we're gonna. Okay. Okay. Well, it was really nice meeting you guys. I hope you Aiden. hit those drums hard. Sometime soon. Oh, I will. (laughs) (laughs) What a sweet kid you have. He is a sweet kid, and he is like the most the the most polite, most polite, politest, most polite kid. (laughs) And every when we get compliments, I'm like, "How did you do that?" And I'm like, "Just kind of came." Well, I mean, you know, a lot of it is. Uh, he, he, he models himself after his mother, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you're making them yourself and you're making them for, they're making, making them for yourself. Yeah. Uh, the way that the business kind of happened is that, um, we put them on some of our foster dogs and a woman that worked at the humane society coincidentally, um, started managing a, a dog shop that had just opened in Nashville and she asked if we okay. could sell them. And we were like, what? <laughs> sure. Well, and, and, then you, and then you go from, you know, like I, I made a few and now there's an order for a certain number and you have to scale somehow. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We often laugh because we have the, I have the first invoice um, and it may have been like 16 collars or something. And we delivered half and then two weeks later delivered the other half. So <laughs> we were fortunate to have some people with some pretty uh, patient 
people with right. this at the beginning. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was completely by accident. And then, you know, we've kind of just been kind of catching up since that moment. Right. And then you had, uh, uh, she, well, after, after we sold this, like a first one sold and then she reordered and we're like, Oh, there's another <laughs> order. And then, uh, you know, we might've done that another time or two. And she was like, you know, we go to this trade show in Chicago to buy stuff for the store. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys might want to think about like getting a booth and, and that's kind of what really got us like into like business business. Cause we, right. we decided to take a leap of faith. And so we kind of did the proper stuff and, and got a, a logo and, 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 you know, did all this, you know, put together a rough booth and we, we filled out the product line a little more the best as we could at the time. And we went and did a show and we picked up a bunch of retailers, you know, before we knew it, we like had a legit thing going. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's they say, uh, you know, the best advertising you can do is just telling people what you do. You know, I mean, literally when somebody said, you know, so, you know, going to a show and having a booth and, you know, yeah, you put it out there yeah. and you just, you just yeah. see what happens. Yeah. You yeah. drive a, you drive a stake into the ground and say, here we are. Right. right. Um, exactly. and, you know, if you have a good product, um, people start to respond. And I think, you know, it's funny. I, I had seen your, your stuff a while ago and we had, we had just bought college when I first saw your site, oh, right on. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, you know, uh, they, you know, they needed new ones and actually Elsa lost hers. It's somewhere in the house. I don't know where it is. Uh-huh. And, uh, so I'm like, you know what, this, I'm buying them. <laughs> I got these two and I, and I love them. They are so cool. And, um, well, thank you. we kind of, we've seen like, we came and I were talking about this yesterday that, you know, we tend to be lucky that we keep customers for a long time, you right. know, for, for the period of, you know, years and, you know, many into many dogs and hopefully, and I think it's, you know, because primarily the hemp is just amazing. And it's like, once, you know, there, there's hopefully other reasons to buy from us, you know, the small business and the family thing and, and, and all that, you know, uh, but uh, the fact is, is that the hemp is so cool that, and so great and comfortable that it's kind of like the sort of thing, like after you've used it and had it on your dog and you kind of like, look, pick up another nylon collar or something like, why? I don't want this on my dog, you know, or I don't want this on my hands. Like, um, you know, if it's the case yeah, of a leash, you know what I mean? Specifically because the people actually get to see the difference in their hands. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. Sometimes we'll allow our dogs, uh, you know, more discomfort than we will. Ourselves. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, well, you're not thinking about it, you know, yeah, like you, don't, you don't physically experience it yourself and they, you know, I mean, it feels good. And, um, the designs are just really, um, they're fun. They're interesting. They're, you know, they kind of express, I found myself kind of trying to pick out the one that expressed their personalities. Best. Oh, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the whole deal. And that was what I was always looking for. Right. Um, and there are some people that, you know, want a solid color collar or they want all their dogs wearing the same collars. Um, right. I'm not from that. I, I, that's not, me like you know our designs are are kind of specifically designed for the dog that they're named after right um, and that's the our product line everything is named after you know our dogs the dog so. you've had and i i i love that because it really can it, it kind of connects to something i love those things that sort of are you know artistic and connect to to something bigger than yourself and i, I think that's always kind of interesting mm. um also you know the small business thing which is um, uh, the, the big multinational 
companies they they don't they don't need as much help <laughs> as as smaller businesses do and honestly most of their products are not as not as interesting or not as good you know if they're you know if they're as good they're not as interesting um yeah so, well when they're lacking the heart which i think yeah. you know i i think there's an energy to things and i think that you know especially with mm-hmm. with animals um you know they're they're a lot more in tune to it um, but we, you know, we believe that dogs deserve more than just bones and paw prints. Um, Although we do have so some bones and paw prints. We in threw a couple in here and there, but in a yeah. more decorative way. <laughs> yeah, but they're, you know, and that's it. It's it's the connection, and and it's a connection. Now now they have a connection to you guys, and some somehow in some weird way we have a connection to Nashville that way. Um, right. Right. It's kind of cool. You know, it's kind of cool to think that way as as a personal connection, you know, to me, the, you know, the collar is, is the most important thing because it's, it's what you have left. Like for us, um, that's our memento. That's our, I mean, you know, we get the ashes, we get the paw prints, but the collar is really like their personality and they had it on their neck. And, um, so it's to us, it's just, it's a lot more than just a collar on your dog. Um, Right. So and to anyone listening to this, one thing that blows our mind constantly that we never can wrap our brain around is when um, people pass a collar on from dog to dog. If you're hearing this, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> get your new dog a new collar. <laughs> Even if it's not from us, just get that dog a new collar. Yeah, no, I... I, I don't I, get I, one collar for their lifetime. That's another right. one I've had people ask if this will last their lifetime. And it shouldn't. No. You got to, you know... Stuff change, seasons change, get them, spiff them up. It's all they get. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so, uh, well, uh, hemp, why hemp? Okay. Uh, or where, where did the idea of hemp come from? Well, I was, that's where Keith I was. Keith Morrison. Yes, that's where I was going to go. <laughs> to tell you, it's from Keith Morrison. That's funny. Uh, because he was, uh, and this is, uh, this is an old <coughs> dear friend of ours, um, Lyle and myself, and, and he was, uh, and now Kim, of course, for many years, but just for the listeners, this was a high school buddy. Um, he had these hemp shorts that he wore one summer religiously when he was doing, he used to um, go out and do and gig with us and do okay. light and, 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 and hump the gear and sell merch. I mean, you know, Keith, whatever needed doing, he was doing. And so it was Tommy for Annie was running sound and, and Keith was, was, you know, doing everything else. And so he wore these hemp shorts like all summer long. And he used to like, kind of like, you know, um, pros- what, what's the word? Proselytize? Yeah. <laughs> about them. And he would like, every once in a while, he would be like, I was like, dude, you ever going to change those shorts? He's like, no, feel them. They feel great. I- I've been wearing them all summer. I'm like, I know. He's like, he's like, they don't get like damp and weird. Uh, you know, they're, they're dirt. When I was like, well, what's the deal? He's like, they're made of hemp, David. And I was like, okay. So, you know, fast forward, however many years later it was, and Kim was like, we should make some collars. And, and I was like, all right, well, and I was just was thinking, what will we make about them? I said, you know, Keith had these hemp shorts that were yeah. like really durable and cool. And it's, and we always, we wanted the eco thing. Like that's right. important to us. And so that seemed to fit the bill. So we, um, we bought a few yards. We found a supplier in LA and bought a few yards of canvas and, and kind of figured out the way we wanted to do it. Um, if we layer it up a couple times, take a strip and layer it up. And then we, then we sew the trim on. And like Kim said, we didn't know how to have a sewing machine. So we were visiting home and had her mom. They said, Hey, it's, you know, sew this strip on here and then here's the hardware. And before you know, it, like, 
and we threw it on a dog and we're like, it's kind of working like how yeah. we thought it would, you know? <laughs> right. The funny uh-huh. thing is about that, like the hemp specifically is like, this was 20, uh, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say 20 plus years. Cause I don't want to do the math, <laughs> but, um, it was like pre-usable internet. So a lot of times we were going to the library and getting phone books and trying, right. trying to find um, right. Right. suppliers and, and uh, they were in very short supply back then. So, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as easy. Well, yeah, back then. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Cause like I, I, I laugh cause I was, I, they used to call me a web developer when one job and I was like, no, I write the stuff. I don't develop the site, but that's um, you know, when the web was becoming the web, um, you couldn't, you know, it was a lot harder to find things. It was a lot of, a lot harder to do the research and, and just even contact people. Yeah. yeah. I actually, it's, I think this is our version of walking to school uphill both ways. And you, you jarred my memory when you said that I totally forgot about go like, I'm, but now I remember like going to the library That's and how doing, we found doing research stores yeah. to call. Right. And, yeah. right. Right. I mean, it's really, it's not, it's, it's not, um, things have changed a lot in a short time. And, uh, and even then hemp was a whole topic at one point where, you know, there were people that hemp, they thought you were going to smoke it or something. Oh and yeah. The first, the, the first, first trade show, 30 years of our business. <laughs> <laughs> that's still happening. Yeah. No, we haven't done a trade show in a long time actually, but, but the first like several years, it was like, you know, the goofy jokes and all that, yeah. you know, you know it's just part of it. Like, and then the fact that it went mainstream, you know, in the last several years, it's literally like, it still blows our mind. I mean, yeah. daily, just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's pretty wild. And, you know, and that's kind of cool. So the, the hemp thing, uh, you know, like you said, the, the eco-friendly and all these things on your, um, you know, on the site, you talk about, um, you know, made from plants and vegan owned and, uh, you know, hypoallergenic and eco-friendly, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's like you have this, that's all um, the stuff you want. Yeah, well, it's it's you know it's it, it's like I, I was joking about this. I was reading some. I was working on somebody else's project earlier today, and they had a mission statement up on the on the on the site, and it was a big, really prominent thing that they wanted to make a big deal about. And I was kind of I hate mission statements, you know. Whereas, like on yours, your mission is there, and it's clear what it is, but you're not saying, Hey, this is our mission statement. This is, this is, this is just what we are and this is what we do. And this is what we're about. Mm, right. And I think, I think that's a whole lot more attractive than, you know, um, you know, that's the, that's the, uh, you know, what marketing language version of, of Keith proselytizing is <laughs> short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Cause it's just that passion comes, comes through clearly. That's it. Um, that, yeah, I, I, that's interesting. Yeah, I think that's true because we are what we are. I mean, you know, we we uh, we love dogs and we want them to be safe first and foremost, and comfortable and look good. And you know, but you know, we've got fifteen dogs. There's there's not. We're not gonna. We can't do anything about that. Right. Right. <laughs> well, also, like Kim and I both, you know, are well, neither of us are particularly good salespeople in the sense that like, that's not really our personality that, you know, and so, but we're, we could go do our, our booth and do our shows and sell because we didn't, well, yes, you, yes, you I was could. terrible at it. I mean, I'm just not. Well, what I was going to say was it, it, 
because you're, you're, we're just talking about stuff that we know about and 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 like you're saying it's just it's just that's just us and it's just honest and what it is so i think what what you're kim, what kim is saying is like she wasn't good at like like quit pitching someone like i was good at talking people out of starting things. a dialogue with <laughs> them or, you know what I mean? but, sure you want to buy that <laughs> but once they start talking about you know get into a conversation about dogs or the products or, or the eco stuff or the hemp it's like it it's not a sell it's just a conversation you know yeah you're, it's, that's well, yeah exactly you're just telling them about what it is and why you did it and yeah and yeah. why you like it right uh, and that comes through. I mean, there's a, there's an, uh, an authenticity, you know, and that's a word that gets thrown around a lot. Um, but you know, when it's real, it, it means something, you know, when you're, when it really, when that, that clear authenticity of who you are and what you're about comes through, uh, you know, and you're, and you were selling to, um, retailers really, right. At that point. Yeah. 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 So, so if they see a product that's, that's unique and different and cool and they, they know they can sell it that that makes a different connection than like an end customer a consumer level uh person yeah totally yeah. and we would we would and i still say that to people you know if, if you know now it's more like telephone or if it's if it's an email or a chat or whatever uh, you know it, it's like I, we encourage people to buy you know they're like well, what what patterns do you think well what do you like what do you love like what it's what it, what is what are you going to feel good about presenting what you know what what stuff are you going to be excited about showing your customers. That's the stuff that, it, you know, probably is a good choice for you because you're going to be genuinely, you know, as opposed to like, Oh, they said this was their best seller. You know? Right. 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 Part of that is that we don't, we can do that because we have the luxury of selling to um, small businesses, like mm-hmm. we sell to any of the big box stores. We've never wanted to, and uh, we never will. We don't list our stuff on Amazon or anything. So, you know, we're basically talking to people who are, compatriots like they're you know they're right. doing the same thing we are so you can you have the luxury of saying like buy what you want because you'll be able to sell that right rather than just somebody that wants your you know what are your top sellers and right you know. that's an interesting that's an interesting thing with the big box stores too because um um it's another part of that authenticity of who you are and, and why you do things and why you're doing it do you i mean can you ever see a, a situation where you change that idea no, I mean that—that's the best sale for sure. There was, I mean, she and I, you know, it's 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 tricky being in business with your partner, um, right. you know, um, and we've we've learned a lot of you know hard lessons about that through the years. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, back in the day, as they say, like when we were really like ramping up and doing these shows, we would get approached by some of you know the reps from these stores, and they would talk right. about, you know, hey, we can put you in, you know, this many stores like that and blah, blah, blah. You know, what's your distributor pricing? And, and, you know, basically, you know, as far as like, like the business spend of stuff goes, there's, you know, your retail and then there's mm-hmm. your wholesale pricing. And then under that is your distributor pricing, which is right. the price that you sell the product to the distributor. Then right. they take their cut, sell it to the stores. Right. Well, we never had distributor pricing. You know, our stuff was expensive to make and expensive to work with. And we were just kind of hoping we could make a living selling at the wholesale. Right. So it wasn't really an option, but I was always like, I, out of the two of us, I would be the one that'd be like, well, let's look at this. We can get a lot of stuff out there. And like, we can be in, and Kim was always just like, that ain't us dude. Like that, you know, like, no, we're yeah. not doing that. And, and all these years later, I can say very much to her credit because it, it is for a business like us. And we've seen it, it's happened to others. It's, it's kind of a little flash in the pan. Like target might have your stuff for a season and yeah. you might sell a ton of it. 
and then they're going to change that line out the next season or the next year and you're not in target anymore and then all those retailers the mom and pops that bought your stuff are like they go in target to get their toilet paper and they're like what is this doing here you know what i mean like and then they don't carry you anymore and right. so those stores are just chewing up small businesses. It doesn't matter if you're a manufacturer or a retailer. They're just you right. know, chewing. Yeah, up. I mean, there's really there's really sort of a, a cannibalistic um, element to that, and not not just that, but once now now you're making that jump from the number of products you're making. I mean, physically, the number of pieces you are creating uh, and putting into the world that weren't there before is going from a certain number to a much much bigger number. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and those that, each piece is going down. <laughs> yeah. And those, and those that don't get sold may get thrown out or may get given away or whatever. Yeah, they sell them back to you because you have no choice. But the reality is, is that we knew that we always wanted to um, be a home-based business. Like okay. we, we weren't going to, you know, take our dogs to an office park or whatever. And that, that went for the same for our sewers. We use independent contractors who work in their homes. And right. we were, we've always been committed to that. Um, so to me, the big box stuff was never even an option to me. It's like, you don't make those decisions. You don't make decisions based on money and especially something that was about my family and our dogs and right. Yeah. Um, cause you start to lose some of that. You lose the, that, that, uh, heart you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, that went for Dave's drumming and everything. So, um, so to me, it was never an option, but the reality is, is that even if it was an option, it really wasn't because right. we were growing very grassroots. And up until 2009, it was, we were kind of just holding on, right. like stuff went a lot uh, better <laughs> than we could have ever imagined. I mean, it was, nothing was planned. So obviously it was more than we imagined, but we just never got caught up. So the idea of, you know, having to ramp up manufacturing that much was just not even it was not even really something we could wrap our brains around. Right. Right. And that's the, and ramping up and and inevitably when you ramp up manufacturing to meet a, a large order or a large number, um, you run the risk, uh, to that style, to that end, you I mean, it's not even a risk. It's almost an inevitability that the quality of the product is going to change. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And what most, yeah. what most small manufacturers end up doing at that point, and we saw some competitors do this, is they move the manufacturing overseas. Yeah. And, and then you're participating in that game. And like you said, then the quality is going down. Then you lose your control. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it presents a whole host of problems. Um, you know, really like, like Kim said, we you know, we just wanted to be home and make a living. Uh, you know, right. we didn't have like dreams to like conquer the pet industry or whatever. That's you know what I mean. It didn't matter to us. Like right. we just do our thing and 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 make a living. You know, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So you have the the people, uh, the the sewers, cutters, sewers. What do you call them? Sewers. Um, yeah. Sewers are are mainly local. <laughs> <laughs> that's right here. Yeah, yeah. They're local and they come and pick up once a week and and uh, and drop off. Um, and then they, you know, make their own schedule. Um, right. Do whatever they want to do. That's really cool. I like that part too because it's 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 you know for those of us who, you know, and, and I'm not, I, I understand the nature of a global economy and all that kind of stuff and things you know are shipping back and forth in, in big boxes to China for t-shirts and whatever. Yeah. Uh, I get that, but I also get that I like when 
this type of a product that when the quality of the product or the the uniqueness of the product matters to me it is made um the way it's made has that same connection to uniqueness and quality and and yeah and you know we we're fortunate uh, i think to be in business in a time like a there was the evolving hemp awareness which we talked about and, mm-hmm. and kind of coming to fruition and then also in the past several years um through a, a variety of different things um people are are thinking about the where and the how their products are made more like that's you know that's kind of more important every day right and so so that's that's been to our advantage as well and again it's one of those things it's just like it was just organic like we did it we did it the way we did it and but we could easily and proudly say yeah you know we make make this stuff here and we make it with local sellers and and they get to work at home and uh, you know, and so so that kind of thing, like you're talking about from the consumer standpoint, is is it matters and it should matter. I mean, yeah. that's it needs to matter more. People need to think about where their stuff's coming from and how it's getting made and what's the impact of it. Well, and that's that's a great turn too, because I wanted to talk about who your customers are uh, mm-hmm. uh, too. I mean, uh, obviously the 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 shops, the boutique shops, the the mom and pop kind of. Uh, pet stores that were carrying right. your products, but the people who buy your products, who were, who were they? I think it's a I, mixed bag. It's a, it's a pretty big mixed bag. I think, um, the one, the one thing that was always to our advantage was our designs mm-hmm. because people would be attracted to the designs. They right. may not know what hemp was, right. um, but they were willing to pay a little higher price for the hemp. Um, right. and then, they put them on their dogs or, you know, carry the leashes. And I think that educated them right. very, that's how I like to educate is just so you don't even know you're being. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just start using it and you really, when it's, you know, uh, I'm thinking of another couple of products. I met these guys I knew in, in Austin who make, uh, <laughs> they make what they call the world's greatest golf shirt, which is basically like a, like an 80s style polo with the placard and all that stuff. Uh, yeah cricket shirts and and when i met them uh their advertising got me it was it was a it was a facebook ad that i found myself clicking through right down to the hey i'm gonna buy now and you know being in the biz when somebody gets me all the way down that that funnel to where i'm clicking you know here's my money yeah i don't even need a golf shirt Oh, they, they got me <laughs> and I got, and I got the shirt and it came and it's, you know, it's organic cotton and all this other you know, stuff that they do. And, yeah. um, and I got it and I'm like, this is a really, when you hold a product that is a really well-made good product, you, it, it, it it's different. It's a different experience hmm. as a, as a consumer than if you're, you know, just, you know, buying the can of tennis balls to whatever, I don't know, the mass produced something, whatever it is. Um, so it's, it has, and then all of a sudden you have that sort of personal connection to something. And, that, and that's where you get, I think Dave, you were talking about sort of longstanding customers, people who keep coming back. Um, that's where you get that connection with yeah. product. Yeah. And I know what you're saying in the sense of, especially now that, you know, within the age of internet shopping so much, right that we do is online. So, you know, you're, 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 the time you're purchasing, you're, you're buying a representation of what you're hoping it is. Right. right? Really. Right. And then, like you said, you don't know until it's in your hand. Right. Uh, and so we like to think, and we have heard that, you know, people have left either a little sweet review or, or, or a note back that says like, you know, this was a lot like sturdier than I expected, or right. the quality is evident or whatever it may be. Cause we've all had the opposite feeling where you open something and you're like, Oh, 
this is not what I thought I was getting, you know, and we don't want to be that, you know, for sure. Well, we, 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 I guess like everybody else, we've been, we've been doing a lot of online shopping in, over the last several months. Right. Uh, we weren't going out anywhere. And, yep. um, and, and, you know, a few of those things that you order without really thinking, Oh, that looks cool. Click buy. Right. And when it finally arrives, you know, and it's inevitably the one that arrives like a month later uh, that you forgot about. Yeah, yeah. With with the Chinese lettering uh, or the Asian lettering on the label, and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, that's really not what I thought it was. Um, so it's something different to uh, you know opening an Amazon package and right. opening a small business package. The Amazon thing may be more professional, but I don't. There's a different. I think there's just a different. There's a different level of excitement. Right. Well, you know what? It's it's, it's interesting because when 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 the stuff came from you guys, and I have not told you this uh you know like you said there's a certain level of excitement oh yeah i remember i bought that i need i let me go open it and you feel a little bit like a kid on christmas opening the gift and you open it up and your packaging the way it was presented was like i i didn't want to take the labels off right away because i was like oh i like i like the way they did this this is really oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> but i'm a but i'm a big geek for that kind of stuff but i i thought that was really cool i, I really well, i'll give you a little a little sidebar on the label since you mentioned it because this is kind of funny and and true you know, our, our product labels are like a craft printing, uh, craft stock, you know, with mm-hmm. our and, and minimal, minimal size and, you know, some basic information that you need. Right. Um, but we kept that through all these years when we first started and we needed product tags for those first few orders. Right. We were buying, <coughs> excuse me, we wanted to use something recycled. And so Kim was like, well, what about shopping bags? I'm like, well, what, how are we going to, she's like, well, just run them through the printer. So the first like bunch of earth dog tags, <laughs> literally it. like cut up Kroger bags that we would cut into paper sized stuff and run through the printer. Oh, wow. uh, so the labels that we use now are basically just a, you know, quote, professional <laughs> facsimile sort of, of a model of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, but you know what? It, it, it really, cause it's, it's unique and it's another, it's just another thing that's an expression of where it came from. And I think that's really, um, that's people go for that, you know? And I, I always say this when, when we talk about things, it's, <laughs> it's, it's gotta be a good product, you know? Uh, cause I, cause I do, you know, we do content marketing and brand storytelling and all this stuff. And so you're, you're pumping out all this content to the world, uh, to sell a product, uh, or to promote a product. And, um, you know, and I'll go and do sort of a, a review of like, you know, who's doing this, who's doing this stuff well, right. And I'll mm-hmm. pick a brand and I'll go and work on it. And that'll be a little story that I do on my website. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, the ones who are doing that the best are the ones who have the best product too, right? Because they're you know because they commit because, because otherwise you have to reverse engineer it. Like if if you have something that you're trying to like maybe put a shine on that isn't there, right? Or, or you're trying to like throw a story onto a, right. a company or, or a product that isn't necessarily there. That seems I can't even imagine. It seems like a lot of heavy lifting. Um, yeah. and we live in an age now with like, you know, social media and the way you market now, it's like, that's essential. So yeah. if, you have to, if you have to manufacture all that, that's a lot of work. Right. That's, well, that's kind of where our problem has come in is that we have never really found an, a, a, an incredibly effective way of, of kind of telling our story because for us, the story is important. It's kind of baked into the product, but right. um, because Dave, and I, it's a little bit easier with, um, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all, but Dave and I are both fairly introverted so we've never really wanted to 
neither one of us is comfortable kind of, you know, in front of the camera or video or anything. So, um, well, sure. You're, you're a drummer. You're in the back. As are most of those positions on the stage, they're all a certain personality type. And, you know, there's the singers are the singers for a reason, you know, right. <laughs> right. It's not just because they can sing. We don't right. Have a <laughs> right. But I'll tell you what, the one thing you, you mentioned Instagram, I, w- I was just flipping through your Instagram feed before we got on this call. Mm. And uh, anybody out there who's listening to this, um, if you, if you're, if you're having a bad day <laughs> or you're in a bad mood or you're disgruntled about something, just go to the, go to the earth dog Instagram page and just scroll through it for a little while. It, it, it uh, will cheer you up. It's, it's just, oh, thanks man. It's I, I'll, beautiful I'll, dog after beautiful dog after beautiful dog. And it's great. Got the handle it's uh, at earth dog life uh, at earth dog life. It is awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll put that in the show notes too. Right on. Uh, well, thanks. Yeah, it's fun. That's that's actually, you know, uh, like Kim was saying, you know, that with our nature and also we're not like the most like look at look at us, look at us kind of personalities. Um, so the social thing is always a little a little fun, funky for us on both the personal side and the professional side. But that said, um, we have I feel like hit a good stride with the Instagram, and 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 we do find it fun. Um, because you know, you get this content and these tags from customers, you know, you put stuff out into the world and then, and then you get to like kind of digitally or virtually whatever meet, you know, these, these dogs that now are in your stuff all over. And, and that's really fun. Right. Well, and, and, and your, your type of customer again is, I mean, you say they're a little all over the map, but they're, you know, they, they, they're dog people. And they love. Yeah. They yeah, love their that's dogs. the one commonality for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and and dog people express um, love and emotion, if if to nobody else, to their dogs in public all the time. Right. So um, right. you know they're they have these little snippets of stories and photographs that they share to you, and you share your your uh, yeah. It's also just. Of, animals there's a built-in uh, connection um and kind of the, the uh so i had a blog i haven't updated in a while but it was called earth dog life because my mm-hmm. I, my original idea was that like to make kind of a community right i didn't really have the wherewithal to do that so it <laughs> didn't happen completely but they're like, hard I, they're hard yeah they're hard to make yeah, that way. but that's like what the instagram um you know everything kind of is evolving out of that right. um, but you know like we get i'm in um, communication with a customer right now. She lost her dog, one of her dogs a couple weeks ago, and we've just been kind of sharing back and forth. It's, you know, like a lot of it is not just about customers because there is a connection with animals. There is a, you know, they become something different in our life and everybody kind of, you know, I, I feel like none of our people are going to be like, you know, Oh, well, it's just a dog, which you hear pretty often in the, in the common world. <laughs> yeah. But well, but that's it. I mean, that's kind of where we started with this is, is that, you know, if, if you're a dog person, um, I, I think um, uh, if you weren't empathetic before, <laughs> uh, you become more empathetic, you become more, you know, and we, I mean, we, I mean, we, we, we our dogs have voices that we talk around the house with. Yeah. <laughs> sure ever, I don't know. If everybody does that, but we do it. <laughs> yep. And um, so they're, you know, and my father-in-law, the veterinarian, says always be careful not to anthropomorph- uh, anthropomorphize your animals. But uh, 
but they're there. They have personalities and they're, and so you connect with them, even if you're somebody who doesn't like people that much. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, yeah, that, I would say that's probably a, another trait of, of, among many of our customers. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's neither, they're introverted. That's neither they're here like... nor there, but I mean, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of wonderful qualities <laughs> about these guys that, you know, we don't see in our fellow man all the time or as right. much as we do you know right i mean they really you don't get that kind of love from from anything anybody yeah uh, that that kind of you know um i used to laugh because we come up we had a dog um it was a rescue dog named sandy that uh heather had rescued off the street um years before and i was laughing because she'd come home and she'd come home at any given time it was it was not a regularly scheduled you know she's home at six she's home at nine whatever it was it could be any time and but almost inevitably 15 minutes before she showed up sandy would walk and stand sit by the front door and just wait for her oh, it's crazy. And sit, i mean literally sit there sit up and wait for her she, she wouldn't yeah. go to sleep she you yeah. know because she knew she was coming home and in, inevitably she was right and i don't know how that works <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how it works, <laughs> um, but that's that's what it was. So you know, we get these connections with animals, and 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 um, and we, you know, like you say, Kim, we we want to do. You know, it's the one thing they get is their collar. That's their their thing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think, medical care and all is important too. <laughs> well, I mean, all, yeah, but but it's like that, you know, it's a visible thing that you can give them. Yeah, and. Um, you know, and they, when they have the right one, they almost, it's almost like, mm, I really like this. Well, I was going to yeah. say, I don't know if you ever noticed this with your dogs, but, but our guys, when we take them off to wash them or bathe the dog or wash the collar or whatever, right. they, they definitely have like a little bit of a funny, like they, like they always want to sniff it. And then when they see it again, they're like, Oh yeah. Like and yeah. I, and in my mind, you know, we put these ideas on them, but in my mind, it's sort of like you're, you're putting that connection back on them that like you belong here you're ours we're, you know what i mean like, like that's what it feels on, like you know yeah. what i mean just sort of like floating in the wind <laughs> right right no that really feels that way especially i think um the because we've the, t- the two we have now are um we've had them since they're puppies and, and all that um but the rescue dogs especially have this kind of what is it? I don't know. Is it a loyalty? Is it a, is it something that's like gratefulness, a gratitude? Gratitude. Yeah, yeah for sure. Totally. We've seen that. Sure. We've seen that a lot. It's like, it's amazing how, you know, they're just like, I mean, we've had so many that uh, rescue stories and stuff, but there's, there's that feel like Kim always says, you don't know for a year, like what, what this, who this dog is going to be. It takes, sometimes it takes them a long time to come out, but right. you know, once, once they get it, like you can see the the click and they're like, they, they feel comfortable and they feel safe and they're like, okay, cool. You got me. I'm good. <laughs> that is the most beautiful moment that we get Aww. ever. I mean, you know, we, uh, a lot of ours are uh, the biggest bulk of them are special needs. Right. Um, in one way or another. And, um, you know, that moment where, where they're just a dog is, um, is, is the greatest thing. I mean, everybody should get to have that moment. Oh, that's beautiful. Sweet. That's beautiful. So I'll ask, uh, one, one more thing I wanted to kind of talk about real quick is the, um, how, how has business changed since all of this COVID craziness? The changes every day, man. I, I, I feel like we don't know what the days the day will bring when we wake up and, and start. Like, and it's just unpredictable. I think. Yeah, it's honestly been been unpredictable. Things kind of changed in like 2010. The pet industry is fairly recession proof, but um, 
in 2010, it, it kind of, for us, um, yeah. it kind of took a hit. And so, um, it's it, sales seasons and kind of everything that was kind of right on the mark for years before that kind of right. went out the window. Um, so this is kind of just a lot more of that in a more compressed period of time. Okay. I so, can say, uh, recently we've, we've, we've seen the wholesale thing tick up again fortunately so you know we're grateful to our retailers and and grateful that you know they're doing business and able to be reordering and so that stuff those wheels have started turning again as um, they're starting to reopen like, yeah, yeah yeah and people are feeling okay about going out and now most of them probably stayed open because they were considered essential businesses because they, they sold oh. food but you know, they weren't they would do curbside delivery or you right. know like, it, you didn't people weren't going in and shopping right right so, you know, collars kind of are not your, your main sustenance at that time. Right. Right. Um, did the, did the, the online business pick up? It did. Um, yeah, we did see like, like kind of immediately, like, like, like a lift in, in the retail like direct to consumer. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we were like, okay, well, we were just thinking about our survival and like, we need to seize on this because who knows what's going to happen with wholesale when that's going to go open up again. Uh, so we put some energy on some advertising, marketing, Facebook, Google, that kind of thing. And, uh, our email list and, you know, with, with varying success, you know, we're still trying to figure out what works. Um, right. it's kind of, honestly, our experience is like, it's a bit like the wild west out there, you know, yeah. um, marketing people, you know, not unlike yourself have certain ideas about what works and what doesn't. It never works uh, for us. <laughs> well, it's tricky. It's always, you know, especially when you start talking about online advertising, it's you're, you're, you know, there's a lot of testing involved. There's a lot of sort of, yeah. Yeah. Try, we'll try, more, try this. More um, in such or, a specific niche that it, it just like, you know, it kind of, I think we have what we have and we're <laughs> kind of. Right. Stuck. Yeah. I mean, we're fortunate in that, like in terms of the way search works and Google and, you know, we have this, as they say, like quote authority, you know, with our name and domain and our, and the, and the, the niche that we feel like Kim said, you know, if you're looking for hemp dog, anything, you know, right. or leash harness, whatever, you're going to find us. We're going to be number one or number two on Google. I right. think you know, it seems to be the case. So, but that's a, that's a certain little sliver of people that are specifically looking for that, you know? Right. So we're hoping as of course, always to reach, you know, just the general dog people that are interested in the kinds of things that we do and go, Oh, well, this might be for me as well. Finding those people, as you say, is trickier. It's testing. It's, it's, you know, it's mining the field a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, you know, I mean, I could see you guys being the, the, the people who are like, I want to buy something special for my dog people. Those, that, that audience, whatever that is. And maybe, right. it's, maybe it's, you know, <laughs> holiday time or. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, totally. yeah. Kind of stuff. We buy, we buy Christmas gifts for our dogs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people without 15 dogs, our dogs get nothing. At Christmas, but yeah. A lot yeah. of people do that. They get Christmas carols is what they get. That's right. Um, joy of being we, uh, we've been, we've been sort of mining this, um, uh, this little, catchphrase at the holiday time like with our advertising quote don't forget the dog you know oh, i like that I like yeah that it's like you know you're sure everybody's shopping for their people and of course everyone's like one for them one for me kind of shoppers right you know, don't forget the dog don't Here's forget the, the dog i like it your dog right <laughs> your dog, you know? very good well um my condolences on fletcher 
Thank, Thank you. you. Sorry, sorry to see that happen, but you know, 15 years is a pretty good stretch of the legs for. Oh, he was, yeah, 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 yeah. He was awesome. Life. He, he, uh, he lived life to the fullest. Excellent. Excellent. I'd love to hear this that. Has been a, this has been a quick hour, man. We could easily do two hours. <laughs> oh, easy, easy. This is no, yeah, this is no problem. Well, thanks, thanks for, uh, thanks for your time. This is a great conversation, and I love what you guys are doing. Thank, Thank you, you, man. We appreciate you reaching out and including us. So that was Kim and Dave from Earth Talk and uh, two awesome people running an awesome business. And uh, I recommend if you have dogs, go look at their stuff. If you have a bad mood or a bad day, visit their Instagram page because it really does lift your spirits. And uh, with the holiday season hard upon us, um, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever holiday you celebrate don't forget the dog they're part of the family too and uh and that's it uh that's kim and dave thanks for listening if you find yourself enjoying the story forge please give us a review at apple podcasts or wherever it is you listen to these things it helps others find the show and hopefully enjoy it as much as you do all recording editing and executive producing tasks are handled by yours truly lyle smith of nimblesmith the content marketing agency. This podcast would not be possible without the sincerely excellent help of our friend and associate producer, Anthony Sergi, who produces numerous podcasts, including the truly wonderful A Guest in the House about all things hip-hop. That's thestoryforge.com, all words separated by hyphens. You can email us at cheers at nimblesmith.com, spelled N-Y-M-B-L-E-S-M-I-T-H dot com. Thanks for listening.